in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock at 3.01 on a beautiful Thursday in East Tennessee. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in to the show as we drink from the keg of glory following another Tennessee basketball win last night at Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena. I'm live in the Stately Smith Manor Studios. Bear, Houston Tucker, back in the old White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Gentlemen, good afternoon. How are we? Uh, pretty good, but I kind of feel like we don't need to call it the old White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios until we move to the new White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. So, technically, Russ, we're in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios currently. I like to get ahead of things. Houston, do you have a ruling on this? Uh, these are the current studios, but there are also new studios that would, would make the current studios, the old studios, but the new studio isn't quite functional. I'm going to leave this one up to Tucker, Russ. You know what? I'm with bear here. I've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah. And I, you know, we, we haven't made the move yet. So I feel like if it were old, we would not be here right now. I mean, I may still be. Well, I mean, let, let, let's be honest. The They are old. You know, I mean, that that place, when, when do you think that building was built? 50s. Oh, that's a really good point by Russ. This is a, uh, it's a rather aged building. Who, who do you think was president when the current White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios were originally constructed? I would say either Eisenhower Kennedy or Johnson? I was going to go earlier. I was going to say Roosevelt or Truman. No, it's not that <laughs> old. I could go dig through some paperwork and probably tell you pretty quick. It it might be, I mean, that, that facility might be part of, like, the New Deal. So they, they might have built that as, like, part of the TVA project no, or something. No, there is nothing WPA about this uh, about this place. Yeah, they, they, they made us uh, have a little hydroelectric dam right through here for Third Creek. To get us power. That's what they're just, doing. Most of that stuff was built incredibly well. Yeah. Uh, the station was founded in 1947. Which yeah, would be... I understand. This is the original studio. That would be Truman. Uh, let's see. I don't know when... The, I don't, uh, Heritage. I, that's what this station that, has, That's folks. what it is. You think about all the Knoxville radio people that have been inside this building. Cavalcade of stars. And then there was you. You're a punk and a clown. Shots fired in the first segment, three minutes in, throwing haymakers out of the gate. Guys, uh, Tucker, you were there last night for Tennessee and LSU. Was anybody worried when they cut it down to eight there at the end, or were we just toying with those guys? There was a little bit of tension, I felt like, and, you know, I, I'll be honest, it really was not the most heated I've seen that place. Like, I, I've seen much more charged-up environments than what I saw with Tennessee fans for LSU. I did get a look at the mayor in the flesh, though, last night. That was pretty cool. What's this I hear about oh, collar-on-collar violence being perpetrated yesterday 
in my absence and Phil charging, um, Phil challenging uh, Trey's terrible takes, a.k.a. Tennessee truth teller Trey, to a fight inside Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena. I mean, technically... Yeah, that did happen on the show yesterday. Did, while he, you were did he threaten to fight, or did he just say, hey, here's where I sit, come find me? Maybe said, they wanted to share he, he, notes. What do you call that? I mean, that's that's an invitation to fight. That's a that's a challenge. Yeah, he said, I bet you won't say it to my face. That's, that's uh, a, that, I mean. Say it to my face. When you when you utter the words, say it to my face, I feel like it's a challenge to fight, right, Russ? You, you, well, you see, Houston, I, I, got a, I got a bone to pick with you here. Mm. Oh, well, okay. Because, I mean, like, part of the reason for adding your talents to this show was so that I could do what I had to do yesterday. With, you know, take, take a day in honor of uh, Trey Wallace and put my, my hat out there for the Crest Cup. And, and I've got you, you know, as, as a professional broadcaster to steady the ship in my absence. And, you know, here we are, like, the first time I can't take a day off without getting reports of like, well, people are challenging a fight. Do you understand, Houston, how bad a look it would have been for this show, for this station, for this company? If I mean, I could, I could see the headlines now. Like, uh, local talk show callers arrested in bloody fisticuffs at Thompson Bowling Arena. The, the uh, confrontation began on local radio show. And there's like my picture you know, looking shocked and confused and like I wasn't even there. Hmm. Only one person in this room, to my knowledge, has the ability to mute the phone, hang up the phone, or turn the mics off. Wow. I've noticed a pattern with you. What's that? That you will, you will, A, have a Marcus Young level of not being able to I mean, accept that, responsibility. That, that, that's what jumps out to me, Bear, is like... What can I do? And, 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 and B... You throw people under the bus when confronted about something you're doing. You what did was it. I doing? You did it. You did it at a watch party. You threw your your beautiful uh, bride under the bus with me when I got on to you about something. She's like, she does it too. I mean, he's been on the show for less than a month, bear, and he's already diffusing responsibility. At I mean, he he fits right in. He's perfect. I'll take responsibility, right? Because like when you're gone, like I look at you, like so you know. You gonna you gonna be rusty? He's like, ah, nah. You you can we'll we'll share it. So I do parts, and he does parts leading. So you know what they I, say? The, the reviews have, I got of yesterday's show were off the charts. People, you have two quarterbacks, them. you don't have one. <laughs> wow. Tennessee now essentially, guys, in a four way tie for first place in the SEC. Uh, as Alabama, Auburn, South Carolina each have two losses, including the Volunteers. And then you've got Kentucky and Florida and Texas A&M, who we play Saturday with four losses. So a little bit of a buffer zone there. We've got games left with Alabama, Auburn, and South Carolina. So Tennessee controls its own destiny. It is a tough road to hoe, man. I, I do not expect to run the table or anything like that, but I mean, here here we are, nine games in. You know, Tennessee halfway through its conference slate, and you have to feel pretty good about where things stand. Absolutely, I'm tickled to death. And I, I think one thing it's just really important to note: uh, the top of this league, Russ, is really good. And on any given night, I think any of these, 
I mean, I'd say really four to six teams, but I think there are like the main four. They can get you if you don't if you don't come ready to play. And in that middle part of the league too. I mean, I don't know where I have South Carolina in the power rankings of the SEC. I still don't quite have them in that upper tier. But show up not ready to play against South Carolina, you're going home with a loss. It's a really good league. Yeah, and I'm I'm not taking this game this weekend for granted. I mean, first of all, A&M beat us down there last year. We're going to go in there as, you know, a, a top 10 team. It's going to be all, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to sell out. Like when, I mean, it's a note on the status of this program that we have attained under Rick Barnes where, you know, I, I think us older folks that remember the the dark ages, the, the black curtain days in Thompson Bowling Arena, we have har- a hard time uh, viewing ourselves of, as what we've become in college basketball. But we're a name brand now. I mean, we've been basically living in the top 10 for the better part of five seasons. And people get fired up when the balls come in there. So, I mean, we're going to be walking into an uber hostile environment against a team that, you know, I mean, like South Carolina, you you look at Ken Palm, they're one of the slower teams in the country. They're like mm-hmm. in the 300s and pace of play. And so they're going to try and slow it down, turn it into a rock fight. And I, I fully anticipate just a, a really frustrating slog of a game that you, you just want to come out one point ahead. Like if, I would sign up for a 62 to 61 win right now. And it, and it's going to be frustrating. I, I just don't see a world guys where Tennessee goes in there and lays the hammer down Saturday on Texas A&M. Oh no. I mean, we'll be, I not lucky, but if we win by one down there, I'll be thrilled. This is a, this is going to be a really tough game. So we've never had, if we, if we won there yet. Yes. Uh, Grant and Admiral's last team won there. And I believe they also won in the COVID season because they were awful that year. Texas A&M was so. But forever they beat us with the last second three from uh, Spates. No, Antoine Space. Yeah, yeah. You say it, Russ. Antoine Space. Okay. So Tennessee today, according to Joe Lunardi, has moved up. To the one seed line, we are the fourth and final one seed in the tournament per Joe Lunardi. And again, I, I, I'm just, you know, I, I hope this isn't loser talk, but I just anticipate a couple of bumps in the road. That, I mean, we got a really tough schedule to close it out. Got a good team, though, man. Got a good team in just the, the exciting way we are playing basketball right now. I mean, you guys realize we're up to 14th in Ken Palm adjusted offensive efficiency. Yeah, our offense is ridiculous, and it has. It's it it's been. It took. I think it took all of us a while to to kind of notice and realize that this year. Um, but we've gone back to doing it, kind of the way he did it that year with Grant and Admiral and that team. They were high flying and high scoring. I mean, I I just noticed that in the the first half. Yes, yes, last night when. I mean, you're just playing so fast at such a time. And LSU just could not keep up, man. I mean, uh, the the passing is on point. Ziegler is playing so well right now, just out of his mind. Connect is just steady as she goes. I mean, he he is 20 points a night easy. You can just put it in the bank. That's what you're going to get from him. Adu is playing well. Um, you know, Vescovy has a little bit of an off night last night, but um, – it, it doesn't matter, man, because uh, we've got so many weapons right now. So 
just really excited to see. And I mean, a, a chance to make a little bit of history here, fellas. With you know, Tennessee's never been a one seed. I feel like that would be, um, that would be a big feather in the cap for the program. Just a, another, you know, check off the box accomplishment for Rick Barnes. Yeah, um, Barnes has only been a one seed once in his career. Hmm. Did you care to guess which year it was, Russ? I'm going to guess that was his Final Four TJ4 team. Yeah. It's the only time Texas was a number one. He's been a number one seed, which is kind of surprising. As good as those teams, some of those teams he had at Texas. Man, it was money. He was he was a gold pick when he was at Texas on your brackets. You just go ahead. How many more losses can we afford if we want to talk about the one seed as a realistic goal, which it obviously is? How many more losses can we afford – to get that one seed one regular season regular season one and then maybe and then maybe one in the tournament yeah obviously it depends on what everyone ahead of you kind of does i'd say the max is probably two again it's dependent on what everybody else does but i mean if, if you go and lose at alabama and then maybe even at south carolina if they keep climbing i don't know that you get ding but you would need some help above you you can't um, afford yeah. to lose to Kentucky. You've actually – Russ, first of all, I, I totally agree with you. This road trip to A&M is going to tell us a lot, but if that's a good matchup for us, this next slate of games is a really uh, – what's the word I want to – I don't want to say a soft part in the schedule, but you've got a chance to really get some things right. you got at A&M, at Arkansas, who is on a just a skid, Vanderbilt again, at Missouri, who stinks, and then you get A&M at home. I mean, this is a really nice little stretch in the season where maybe you can start tinkering with some stuff and get ready for the postseason. Yeah, that's what we talked about. Yeah, you can't, or maybe it's the day before. Well, you can't slip up. Yeah, you can't but if slip things, up at all. If things go well, you got a chance to really hone in on some stuff that's going to help you down the road. Bear, you got a minor piece of breaking news here before we go to break? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the SEC has announced a revenue distribution of $741 million for the 2022-23 fiscal year, Russ. Breaks down to $51.3 million per school. Yeah, but we got to be sure that uh, we get Tennessee for letting Nico fly on a private plane during recruiting. Yeah. <laughs> Carson Beck's got a Lamborghini. Maybe. Lambo. You call him and get catch a ride in his Lambo. I mean, every time that that's what we all think, right? Every time you see one of these crazy revenue stories about a TV deal or a conference distribution or ticket sales or stuff like that, like you just go to, what are we doing here with the the you know not just us but Florida, Florida State, anybody else who's you know, Ole Miss, A and M going to be in the crosshairs eventually? Like, what are we doing? Everybody. Ohio State. Who else? Oh, dude, just, like na say, just any, name them. <laughs> anybody that's landed one of those top 20 recruits, and it's like Adam said, or had, you know, a, a I, top I bet Colorado class. will be all on the list soon enough. Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be outrageous. Oh, uh, he, he uh, Prime came was talking today about collectors. He said uh, college athletes aren't getting NIL deals or getting collectives. He came out against collectives. Go ahead. Houston. Okay. All right, Dion. That, that's called. We don't have that at Colorado yet. I'm working on it, but in the meantime, I'm going to shoot it down, just like Saban did with the high tempo offenses and everything else he hated until he adjusted and fixed it. Yeah. What a joke. 
I guess I missed the big news, uh, Saban to ESPN game day. Boy, as if that show hadn't become unwatchable enough. That's exactly what I said, Russ. I was like, oh, in case you needed another reason not to watch game day. That's not what you said, Houston. And then I said, yeah. Yeah, more Saban for me. Please sign me up. What'd I mean, you, you talk about a show that's just living on a brand and a and a heritage, a reputation that you know was was cool twenty years ago, but has not been cool in like ten years. College Game Day, like if you're still watching that show, like what are you doing? First of all, we've got programming now Saturday mornings here on Fan Run. Second of all, if you must watch TV. And we've talked about this. But the the Fox Big Noon pregame show is so much better. Like that was that was so enlightening when I when I realized that two or three seasons ago when they started. I was like, damn, this is this is what game day used to be. Like it's it's entertaining. Really gets you in the mood for college football. Game day is just picking. Oh, you know, let's bring out this uh, pop country star and uh, get his thoughts on the it's, game. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a circus now. Yeah, it's it's less about the sport and more about. Bright colors and confetti and stuff. It's just and, not in bits. Yeah, I mean, if you're the type of fan that watches the Super Bowl this weekend for the commercials and the halftime show, then I guess College Game Day is your speed. But if you like competition and and football and winners and losers, then go with Fox Sports. Well, and, and and you like the game. As well. All right. Uh, so we got a big one lined up for you this afternoon. Jabari Small is going to be on the show today in our five o'clock hour. Looking forward to catching up with him. The former Tennessee running back is taking his talents to the NFL. He did not play in the bowl game. Uh, he played in the East West Shrine game recently. So we'll talk to him about that and just sort of what he's hearing about his NFL prospects. But um, guy who had a COVID year decided not to use that and is going on to the league, so should be an interesting conversation with Jabari Small coming up in hour number three of the program. We'll go open lines here. If you want to jump in, take a shot, 865-546-8200. What do you think about the Vols last night over at the arena and up to a one seed per Joe Lunardi? 546-8200, your number. Let's get things rolling here. It is The Drive on Fan Run Radio. Your phone calls coming up. The Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Russell, Bear, Houston, Tucker Harlan, all cruising with you here on a Thursday afternoon edition of the show. Before we get to the phones, did you guys see uh, what T. Higgins said today about the possibility of coming home to play for my Titans? No, I did not, but I did see on social media when he posted last night before he, I guess he posted this, like they were doing, you know how the Tennessee fans do for like the university? They were basically just, you know. Very encouraging to come to the Titans. What do you say, Russ? He told Jared Foote of the Sick Podcast, quote, it would be good going back home to family and then being able to play for a coach that I've already been under. It would be ideal. Ooh, ooh. Ideal. That's a key word. Well, since you're mentioning that, Russ, yeah. you know, with the I know news, where you're going. with Brock Bowers, Ugh. what if we uh, – 
What if they were able to, to shore up that offensive line through free agency <laughs> this, and pick up T. Higgins and then use that nice high-round draft pick on the elite tight end prospect? Of the- we, we can't take Brock Bowers at seven. He yeah, you wants can. to come here. We, we you can't, absolutely can. If We you, can't take Brock Bowers at I, seven. I've charted a path to where you can. <laughs> You've charted a path. All right. I, I'll tell you what. I, I'll tell you one thing I've noticed about the Super Bowl. The teams that play in it usually have an elite tight end other thing too that you got to remember the Bengals had a terrible offensive line when they got Joe Burrow but they decided not to draft there yeah the next year and look what happened they got Jamar Chase they made it to a dang Super Bowl yeah but dang they've also got Joe <laughs> <laughs> dang it made a dang Super Bowl <laughs> <laughs> yeah but also consider where Joe Burrow uh, ended up this season on injured reserve. <laughs> yeah, That's back. also true. <laughs> you, you have to pay the piper eventually. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but we can get back into that. <laughs> Ended up on a cart. <laughs> I made a dang Super Bowl, Russ. Let's go to the phones. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. 546-8200. We'll start today with Phil. Good afternoon, Phil. Where's all right, David? Hey, Philly, did Tennessee truth teller Trey come up and see you last night? No, he didn't. I was uh, waiting around. That's pretty crowded where I was sitting. I uh, had a few brews for the game, getting <laughs> kind of primed up at the tank before I went over. So I was feeling no pain, you know what I'm saying? So you challenged Tennessee truth teller Trey to come and say it to your face, and you were there boozed up. I just want to talk to the guy. The guy's a good caller. I'll give him credit. He 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 kind of gets y'all upset sometimes, which is uh, easy to do. And you know, it's probably, I you know, I disagree on his hey. stance on a few things, but that's, that's a truth teller. Big on Trey had a lot of airtime last night. I mean, he was sitting front row center, right next to the Tennessee bench. Yeah, really hanging out with Stevie. Well, Hayburn. Hey, he, huh? Down in there, Rick Barnes. Huh? Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Rick Barnes is working the referees uh, more than he's ever had since he's been in Tennessee. Oh, he got feisty a couple – really, I think the maddest I saw him get was when they called – was it Dalton Connect out of bounds on that yeah. skip pass? I, he lost it. Because he was standing right there I looking know. down at him. He knew he wasn't out of bounds. I thought yeah, he was going to get up. A, one time they called a foul on Tennessee, and uh, it was, it was, nobody even touched the guy. They showed the replay, and everybody's boom. It's cool as hell. Yeah, his feet slipped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I know exactly what that play was. It was it was on Meshack, right? Yeah. Because that happened right on my end. Yeah. Well, guys, what do you all think? We, it's coming down to Tennessee and Auburn for the uh, SEC regular season champion. Yeah, it's going to be weird since we only get the one matchup with them. We do get them at home, obviously. I was just looking during the break, Phil, uh, TN Sports Guy sent me teamrankings.com has currently Tennessee with the fifth best odds nationally to get a number one seed. They're at 41.6% right behind Auburn, who is currently at 43.9% chance to get the one seed. So it certainly seems that the analytics, the metrics, and the people who study this game think it will be Auburn or Tennessee at the top of the heap. For a one seed? Or the SEC championship. One seed. I, I guess I, I'm assuming for both, but this is for a one seed. But th- clearly, those are the two teams in the SEC that they think are going to be duking it out. Well, it's kind of interesting. You look at uh, Tennessee and Auburn's better than we are inside, but we're probably better than they are with Connect and, uh, and Ziggler outside. 
although they got they got great athletes and they'll they'll be able able to try to defend uh, connect with all all six five six six athletes they got. Yeah. And uh, it may it may come down. I, I've watched a few of their games, and as much as he drives me crazy, if KD Johnson is having a decent game for them, they're really tough to beat. It'll all exactly. It'll all come down to uh, maybe not connect, and it, it'll come down to guys like Vescovy, yeah, supporting cast, I Triple agree. J, and uh, Ganey. It'll be interesting to see if Ganey can continue his upward trend shooting. Yeah. If, if so, he can... <clears throat> Go ahead, Phil. Cameron Carr uh, is getting all his playing time. Is he looking good in practice? Nobody seems to know. the. He must be or he wouldn't be on the floor. I've heard it's, he's good in practice, and I also heard that he, like, he went to Barnes yes. and did the deal where he was like, look, what do I need to do to get on the floor? That was hmm. a little rough last night, but he, yeah. he did look good in that Kentucky I, game in the limited sample. So I'm guessing Barnes told him what he needed to do to get on the floor, and uh, I'm just assuming Carr's been doing it because, yeah, you know Barnes. Well, is. I saw him. I saw him at Link Academy. You know that's where Julian Phillips went, but he and uh, Kennedy Chandler played ball there. And they won the national championship last year, and he was hitting thirty footers with that uh, point guard of North Carolina, current uh, point guard of North Carolina on that team, and. uh it's funny how all these guys are great shooters, and Rick Barnes gets a hold of them. They can't hit a shot. Uh, nerves. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that completely. I mean, Dalton connects. One of the hottest shooters yeah. in all of college basketball. Carr just hadn't seen the floor enough. I feel like for him to develop that. That and there's a huge difference between even at as high a level as that was, Phil. That's high school. Yeah, but Doc Connects had three years. He hadn't had time to get run. You know what I mean? If he had not four years, he's a fifth-year player, isn't he? Yeah. Connect. The thing I think is interesting and when you talk about Tennessee's bench and the search for help and role players is just, you know, uh, have we given up on DeLeon? I, I, mean, I don't know. The other one is carved uh, out the role that Carr had, and then he had that awful turnover, his bonehead turnover, freshman mistake at Vandy, and we haven't seen him since. Well, you got him, and then uh, probably the BJ down in SMU next year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, y'all talking about the, this uh, NCAA stuff? Uh, it's kind of perplexing to me that uh, we're being picked on nobody else is. Why is well, Virginia involved in this that, lawsuit when I don't see anybody investigating Virginia, Virginia Tech? What's going on? Well, they would – yeah, I mean, that's interesting that Virginia jumped in there with us, and, and thank God, bless them, you know. But uh, they, the NCAA folks would tell you, look, I mean, we got limited manpower, and we, we take these complaints as they come. And, you know, Tennessee was the first one to really push the envelope with the NICO deal. And after we get through persecuting them, we'll move on to, you know, probably Texas A&M, and then Ole Miss after that, and Ohio State, and then on down the list. But it just feels like, you know, I was reading a piece from, from Dennis Dodd today, who's on the list, and he was basically saying, look, you know, the game is up, and you, you can see where all this is headed. And what's being, you know, persecuted, prosecuted right now is, is not going to be a violation in the yeah. future. But it just sucks. I mean, because like, you know, we're the ones that have to go through it. And okay, maybe they yeah. fix it here in a year or two. But Ole Miss, 
A&M, Ohio State, they might not have to go through what we're having to go through here in the short term, which has got to have some kind of deleterious impact on our recruiting efforts. Yeah. Well, before I get out here, Russell, I got to compliment Byron uh, Houston and uh, Tucker for a phenomenal job yesterday. The phone lines are lighting up, and, you know, they, I, I get treated with respect. It's pretty cool, I thought. <laughs> what, what are you implying, Phil? You know what I'm implying. See you. You got out of here before you could flush him, Russ. <laughs> I was, I'm not going to flush him. I, I, listen, we're all men here. We're all big boys, right? You get as much respect as you put into this thing. If you come on here and you act a fool, we're going to call you out. I mean, Phil's behavior on these airwaves last week was absolutely reprehensible. I would have said that to his face if he hadn't hung up. Duck, you know, tuck tail and run. He was on here last week talking about, I'm tired of looking at Rick Barnes. That's a direct quote. He said that. Yeah, he wanted to run him out of here on a rail. It, I mean, I, I don't know what you guys call that, but I'm a straight shooter. I call that foolish. What what am I supposed to do? Just sit on, well, you make a good point, Phil. I'm tired of looking at him, too. He's the like, winningest coach we've ever had here. Well, Phil does also benefit from, you know, he's not as far out there as some of our other callers. Oh, come on. I, I, he's on the lunatic fringe, man. He's not as far out there as Joe. That's fine, but like, you move the goalpost far enough, and then say that the the fringe isn't the fringe. I know what the fringe is, and we call it out here on the show. We're all big boys. Phil's welcome to call. You had a good call today. He is out there on that lunatic fringe, though, isn't he? Folks, want to invite everybody to come out and see us tomorrow. We're going to be live at Volunteer Auto Group. On Callahan Drive, you know, the last time we were out at Volunteer Auto Group, Bear, we had uh, the great pleasure of sitting down with Brew McCoy and uh, had a great chat with him out there. He got uh, a car from um, Volunteer Auto Group. They they helped wrangle him a deal, and uh, it's a nice ride. I, I think there's a TV commercial that's going to be showing how nice it is. Um but, yeah, we had a great chat with Brew. You, I, I wonder who we might run into tomorrow out at Volunteer Auto Group. Is that a little bit of a tease? No, I'm just, yeah, just, I'm just asking questions, Houston. Okay. He's just wondering. Who knows, Russell? You know what? I do know, though. You won't know until, unless you come out to Volunteer uh, Auto tomorrow. Come out and see us. There have been rumors of uh, some pizza being provided out there as well. So I'm um, looking forward to, to having a big old time tomorrow at Volunteer Auto Group on Callahan Drive. North Knox, represent. Come out and see Fan Run tomorrow from 3 to 6. So we're, Grant Williams has been traded to uh, Charlotte. It's interesting, a little homecoming for Grant. Yeah, it's pretty nice. He looks like he's lost a lot of weight. I saw a picture of him on, or a video of him on social media where he's walking – I guess before a game into the locker room, it slimmed down. Well, remember what Rick said about him when he first got here. What's that? Said he was a little fat boy. I was going to say, I believe the term was fat boy. God, he's ruthless, isn't he? <laughs> Just absolutely. I love him. Just to be that Turned him into two-time SEC player of the year. 
NBA draft pick. How long has he been in the league now? Since, I guess, the 2019-20 season. Has he gotten his second contract yet? Yeah, I, mean, I think he did this past offseason. Yeah, he? I think then that's right. Traded to the Mavs. So Which he's, he's started set. off great for him. I thought that was going to be a great fit. And then he's kind of, I don't know exactly what's going on, a little bit of a funk there for him. And so they decided to move on him today, which I don't know. Who else like, was Like you said, he's going home. That might be a good thing. Seth Curry, a first-round pick, and those guys were traded for former Kentucky star P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington. One of the more punchable faces in Kentucky uh, basketball history. Up there. Hated that guy. But that's got to be cool for Grant to get to go home. And I'll tell you what, man, that, uh, is it Providence Day School where he went in Charlotte? Yep. Yeah. Like, I, I think there's – is that where um, Boswell goes? I'm not I might, sure. I might be messing that up, Bishop Boswell. I know it's where um, David Sanders, the five-star offensive tackle that we and everybody else are recruiting, but apparently we're in pretty good shape with, and, and he likes GMAC. That's where he goes, so – I mean, who would have thought in Providence Day School when we recruited a little fat boy named Grant Williams who was like only other offer was to Harvard and Yale, who would have thought that that would have been a relationship that would begin to pay dividends down the road? Oh, yeah. And would, uh, I mean, now that he's back playing for the NBA franchise in that city, uh, not going to hurt having Grant, who's always been a great ambassador for Tennessee. And you got to think, Dalton Connect is cruising towards an SEC Player of the Year award if, if he stays healthy and, and continues to do his thing. So that would be another one of those guys for Barnes and another, you know, I, I mean, we talked about this before, but just the ability to go into the portal after this season and, you know, pre preach the word. Hey, man, like, this, this is a place where we got this guy that nobody had ever heard of out of the portal last year and turned him into a lottery pick. Yeah. Come here, we'll do the same for you. Because we had not had very great luck with these uh, grad transfers and, and whatnot. Well, I mean, you also, I mean, we were kind of had fun with it. When you read off that list of where everybody's at right now, um, I mean, if you play for Barnes, you're going to play professional basketball and Make a really good living doing it. It seems like anybody that you know that comes in and works hard does. I mean, yeah, it, no it, doubt. It took you like 10, 15 minutes to work through that entire list of guys. And they're all playing pro, and that, you know, not everybody's going to get to play in the NBA. That's just very few. But yeah, you're right. Coming up. Get right back to these phone lines when we continue, 865-546-8200. If you want to chime in this afternoon as we talk a little Tennessee basketball, baseball balls in action a week from tomorrow. Whew. It is here. It is baseball time in Tennessee, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with us. More of your phone calls coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. The Back here on The Drive, Fan Run Radio, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM. Streaming online at the all-new FanRunRadio.com. Go check out our new website. Let us know what you think about it. And the free 
Fan Run app, we got a new app as well. And it is quite operational. Our new app is live. For, app, for Apple users, if you're an Android, uh, give it about another week, and then we should have that one uh, cleared and ready to go. I like ours. I really do. For one thing and one thing only. Oh. You push play, it plays. You push pause, it pauses. Mm. You push play. Like every other app I've, I've tried lately. A little glitchy? Yeah, it gets all hung up. Ours, smooth. You want to hear us? Push play. Yeah. Just push play. So we get back to it this afternoon. We'll have a full Super Bowl preview for you as well tomorrow. Bear, have you got your Super Bowl snacks ready? Um, I've had to come up with two plans because I'm not sure if Junior's uh, going to want to – if I'm, who I'm watching it with. So. What, do, what, do you, what do you like to – are you a nachos guy? You like some dip, um, hot dogs, burgers? Like, how do you roll? It, it depends. This year it's going to be a traditional uh, Super Bowl feast, probably a seven-layer dip, mm. uh, wings, uh, an assortment of other dips, uh, maybe a cheese ball, crackers. There will be a, a cold plate with like uh, – I wouldn't call it a charcuterie board, but there will be like cold cuts and salamis and uh, gabagool. <laughs> and then uh, usually there's, you know, you got like a relish tray with your pickles, your olives, uh, your carrots, your celery, and then you got your wings. Um, and you then, already mentioned wings. Oh, okay. And then probably uh, like Barb's chip dip, which is just Velveeta <laughs> with ground beef and, and Rotel. Yeah. Cheese ball, huh? Oh, yeah. You don't like a good cheese ball? If you got good crackers. What do you get, like the wine-soaked one rolled uh, in nuts? Uh, either that or a good sharp cheddar. Uh, I don't. I like a good cheese ball. I'm a big. What cheese do they guy. call it when a cheese ball eats a cheese ball? I don't know. Let's get Polish Joe in here next. Pojo, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Hello, gentlemen. Happy Thursday. Indeed, it is. How's everyone doing up in there? Doing well. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. I right when I turned on the show, I heard uh, the end of Philly's call, and then I hear that I might I could be more insane than Philly. That was bare. It's it's not a it's not a question of might. You are. You know this. We know this. We're all friends. We love you. Oh uh, man, I love you guys too. But you're completely and totally insane, Joseph. Well, it's not my style to be critical of callers, Joe. So, I mean, there you have it. I agree with you, Russell and Bear, but, you know, the definition of insane in my mind and my goofy brain is I don't think I've ever fired off a firearm in a 10 by 10 studio. <laughs> Touche. What do you think about that, Bear stuff? Uh, I think that it, the end of my uh, when my watch is ended, all truths will be revealed. To quote Little Carmine, and, and to back you, Beresif is, I'm very happy that I've never been in the presence of a red button. Oh, you would push that red button. I mean, it is very inviting. 
I'm very happy that I've never even been around a red button, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Could we allow Bear to press the red button one more time when we leave, when we prepare to leave the old White Claw Hard Seltzer no, Studios behind? we can't because, remember, I, it turns out the safety lights on the radio tower in this place Russell, will still be functioning. I wouldn't do that because it, that button, even though it's in the studio, if Bear pushes it, it could end up blowing up in San Francisco. You want to push it again, Bear. You know you do. <laughs> it was incredibly satisfying. It's one of the best button pushes ever. It is got. It is a See? perfect button. It is. It is a nuclear launch red button. What? <laughs> like when you the, see it uh, in the movies where they they like push the red button and it ends the world. That is this button. I just love how this, guys, the conversation started and Bear was like, "Nope, nope," and now he's like, "Look at it! It's so perfect to be an American." <laughs> like, well, at least I know I can hit the button when I'm free. I'm getting ready to hit hit the button on you, Polish Joe. If you don't, you got. Do you have anything productive to add today? Do you want? Do you want yeah, to? Do you, you want to? Do you want to give? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you give some thanks to Rick Barnes and Tennessee Vols basketball program for the week? Last couple of weeks they've had big boy. Bend the knee, Pope yeah, Joe. I just, ordered, I just ordered my my T-shirt just like last year. I just ordered my T-shirt that we scored a hundred and against Kentucky in Kentucky. But my my my, you're gonna love this one, guys. As you know, I've always been a supporter of Jake Miller. Would you agree? <laughs> Are we just listing our faults at this point? No, but you know I've always been a supporter of Jake Miller, and he, he calls your show The View for years. Well, but I'll tell you what. i tell you what. If he keeps putting this goofball Rusty on the air for 40 minutes, no. he's going he, to be asking for a perfect cleaning job in, in 20 days. I, I, every day I have sleep apnea, and I just go to the segment where Rusty calls every Thursday, and I'm sleeping like a baby. Pojo, are you wearing that mask with the hose on it and everything? Uh, <laughs> no, he is. Cup? I mean, remember that movie that every, uh, I think it was, it was one of uh, old school where they said everyone in this room is a little dumber listening to this. Come that on, was actually Joe. Billy Madison. Yeah, Billy but... Madison. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Let's get right, back there. Let's, let's, awful, let's, let's get on track. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you, Pojo. Oh, we appreciate man. it. That was it's a train wreck. Enlightening. <laughs> like to apologize to Rusty on Joe's behalf. That was unnecessary. Rusty in California just going about his business, catching a stray. <laughs> He's having a peaceful afternoon. You think he's listening? Oh, I know it. <laughs> and he will call in to defend his honor shortly. He doesn't need us to do it for him. Just like Rick Barnes doesn't need us to do his heavy lifting. He don't care what Pojo has to say, a little cheap shot about the Kentucky thing or whatever. I mean, good God, man. It's pathetic at this point, Pojo. Get over it. Get on board. Are you a fan or, in, or, or not? I don't think he no, is. Right. What what makes all this go away, Russ? In in your opinion, the 
the Barnes bashers, like, is it a Final Four, or then does it become, well, he couldn't win one in the Final Four. If he makes the title game and loses it, well, he didn't win at all. Like, I'm just, I'm just curious as to what, what stops this train of the Barnes bashers. Probably has to win it all. Of course. <laughs> See, for me personally, all he needs right now for me to say he's the greatest coach that ever coached here is an Elite Eight. You see, he will have matched Pearl on hardware. Kind of outdid him because he did win the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's he's been more regular season. I mean, there's a reason we call him regular season Rick. I mean, he's lights out regular season. We are one of the four, five to, what, seven programs that are talked about all season long every year. Tennessee. Well, this this is the year, man. This this is the year to do it. And, you know, hopefully it's so much about luck of the draw and everything. And if, if you get a one seed, I mean, that that makes it a lot easier because if, if you get a one seed, that pretty much guarantees you're not going to face Edie, Dickinson, or Baycott. Until the Final Four. Yeah. So, I mean, that, well, and, and to me, that's the goal here. You know, I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, like, and, and I agree. Like, if he makes the Elite Eight, that that takes away all the Bruce Pearl arguments as far as him being the best coach here. Yeah. But, like, this is, man, I just want it so badly. And, and this is. This is a year because he's also got, Russ, he's, he's got a stone-cold killer in connect. Yeah. He's got a heavyweight, just a guy that if he gets it in his head that he's going to score, he's going to, you can't stop him. And he's he's got depth, man. He got depth all around him. I mean, you get, guard play is so huge in the tournament, and and we've got that in spades. And um, I mean, this this should be the year. I mean, we've got you know, it's just a matter of if if our perimeter guys can find some consistency as we go through the rest of the season and on into the tournament. And you know, I understand Ganey's not going to get us eighteen every night, but. As long as the the Ofer nights are a thing of the past, you know that I think that bodes well. So, Cody wants to you didn't you did not mention sausage at all in your list of are are you not a big sausage guy, Bear? Oh, I'm a big sausage guy, but with uh, Cody on the on the West Coast now, I mean he was he was our sausage guy in the in the in the bunch. <clears throat> he was Abe Froman, the Sausage King. Well, yeah, like. Cody, uh, that's why we're not doing steaks, honestly, because Co- Cody worked the grill. So we lost our grill, man. I don't know about you guys. Like, Houston, I'm a big just snack guy. Like, uh, wings and pizza are good, but give me some dips and just, like, yeah. little finger foods to munch on. Uh, just in an honest moment here, ever since you mentioned, uh, you know, you asked Bear what he's going to be doing for Super Bowl Sunday, I've been uh, Googling just, like, to have some ideas and I, I'm, I'm with you, Russ. I like the little... You like to nosh. Well, yeah, and, and all the different things. You know, to have like four or five different, you know, dips or the I'll little meat, the you, little meatballs. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So right good. there. You got to have, uh, like, the food at your wedding was incredible. Hey, I was just going to say, what they brought out, that like at first they were bringing out meatballs and we all took one. And then they like set down a plate in front of us, Houston. And I'm not lying... Bear, I've never seen. I don't. I still don't know how he did it because they had toothpicks in him, and he was able to get like ten meatballs <laughs> with one hand in, in his hands, and it was just like sit. Had this huge, just 
plate full of meatballs in front of it, just inhaling them. It was incredible. They were good, man. I wasn't the only one. The, the fan-run table, once they started bringing the big platters of food around, we, me, John Reed, Ryan, I mean, we all kind of like, you just go ahead and leave that plate here. That one. Just drop that one off, please. Yeah, Thank go, you. just go ahead and leave all of them. They were some tasty meatballs. But, yeah, stuff like that, noshing stuff. Like a good bruschetta, too. Coming up, hour number two of the drive begins with Tucker Harlan's top four at four. Stay with us. More Fan Run Radio coming up after this.